those regrets have allowed me to learn more about myself. This gives me now a better chance of making decisions that are going to lead to less regret. You can start to look at those decisions from a bit more of an objective viewpoint because you have maybe gone through those regrets, but you can't live your life afraid of regrets because no matter what you do, whether you do nothing or you do something, you're going to have regrets either way. So you might as well do some shit and at least, you know, you can have a pretty cool life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Komzeski with Tyler Weeb. Today we are going to talk about regret. And when I sent you that idea, it was it was just instantly, knowingly, the most important thing I could think of at the time to talk about. Uh, you and I sometimes just sift back and forth. What's what's the most pertinent, relevant thing? But this is something that I know we haven't touched in any way, and there is some profundity and darkness to this. And I'll tell you why this came to me just like a bolt of lightning. So there's a new Netflix series called uh, Song Exploder, and I won't tell you the whole backstory, but it's it's worthwhile. Go watch it if you like music at all. Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, writes the song Hurt back in the early 90s. Uh apologized for it, almost didn't put it on the album, said this song is going to go nowhere, and then it becomes probably his biggest hit ever, so much so that even Johnny Cash covered it before he died. And I, and I want to juxtapose these two things because I sat there for 30 minutes and watched the creation of this, every little tonal change and nuance, everything that Reznor was thinking, and he was this frenetic, out-of-control you know, rock star who felt like he didn't belong and his outlet was music. And so there was just so much angst in his music and that that teenage world that, you know, we sometimes feel so, so confounding in terms of intensity. And so this was his way of just kind of getting that out. And when you listen to the words like the chorus, you can have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make you hurt. Like this is a guy who is looking forward to regret that he has not yet even lived. You don't even come close to me in a relationship because I am such a bad, awful person that you're going to regret it. I will only bring you hurt. And that's the way we sometimes feel. We, we think of the things that aren't going to happen to us that we want or the bad things that will happen to us. And we start regretting things without even having lived that. So that was an amazing thing to watch because now he's in his 50s with a life well lived looking back at that. Then you turn and watch Johnny Cash at almost 80 years old with his deep, resonant, yet shaky, feeble voice who decides this is going to be the last song I record in the history of my life. And you hear him sing that song. And now it's a guy that we know certainly lived a lot of regret. And just that brought on this extra depth. And I, I just wept, like, like seeing those two things back to back, the videos, because at, at the core of it all, Tyler, I think that's what we dread the most. What if our one shot of life doesn't go the way we want? What if we have regrets? What if we get to that last final song we sing? And that's all we see is that pain, or as Trent Reznor said, the stain of time 
that can't cover up that pain and regret. And so, man, I just, I just had to kind of unload this on you today because that was, it was just a powerful insight and moment for me. Man, you, you haven't been dwelling on this at all in the last 48 <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh, you know, I think one thing kind of stuck out with me and, and kind of, you know, as you were, were going through this story, and I think it's something that you said to me once where, you know, you try and live every day where, you know, if if you did, if you were on your deathbed, you could look back and go, you know what, I did it and, and have no regrets in, in a sense. I'd be curious to see if it would be possible to actually truly reach the end and have zero regrets. But, you know, I think, you know, still being able to have and, and try to live with that mindset is, is pretty paramount to this because we have to, you know, truly understand, you know, what is going to make us be happiest? What is going to give us no regrets? Can we think each day like that? And every time we make a decision, you know, can you make it with the background of that question, you know, looming over you? <laughs> Maybe looming is not the right, you know, the right word there, well, but it does kind of loom, right? Because you can be torn in so many directions because yeah, you do get into, well, the what if and the, and the, this and that and the life trajectory and where is this going to take me? And you know, what decision, you know, what are the consequences, the ripples of, of the, that decision? So yeah, it's, it's a very hard position to be in because I think, you know, having regrets and learning from those choices is how we grow and learn and, uh, you know, we continue to evolve. And so they're almost a, a necessity of life. But at the same time, you you can't regret the regrets. You have to be okay with it almost in a sense because you made that choice. Like no one made that choice for you. You, you know, you did it. And so you have to be okay with that, even if it maybe doesn't turn out, you know, the way it is. And that's certainly easier said than done. I'm not saying that, Oh, that's just, you know, magically the answer. But, it, you know, again, we can't have this extreme where we take ourselves into complete mourning and regret and don't allow ourselves to take those next steps, grow from it, learn from it and continue to move on. It's OK to go to that extreme. I think there is a time, you know, for mourning and going, man, yeah, that that was a bad choice. And that's OK to have that. But it has to then have that opposite effect of, okay, how am I going to move on from this? Well, like always, you skipped right to the answer and solved the whole thing. But Tyler for president, so, so baby. first of all, you're right. Like th this is a deep-seated schema in me, one of my most profound, enduring thoughts that I, I had ever since I was a child. Like, do more, do more, do more. Like, what if you miss out? What if, what if you can't do it all in your life? And then you will have those regrets. Like I have felt that deeply. It's part of what has motivated me to do as much as I've done. But as I've gotten older, I I've also settled in that cadence of you're right. You know, it is enough. And I am living an amazing life. And when there are regrets, I mean, I mean, first of all, psychologically research shows that we feel more regret not over what we've done that's a mistake, but regret over what we think we might not have gotten out of life. So FOMO. 
uh, you know, that's a true fact. And, and that leads to what you said, which is rumination. You know, why not? Why not? Why didn't I do that? Why aren't I doing more? What if this doesn't happen for me? What if I'm not enough? What if I do have regrets? That that just creates that that catastrophic rumination. And, and you are exactly right. I, I think it's important to have the balance point where that is some kind of motive in you that propels you toward not having as many regrets, like into action, into doing things. But at some point, you have to realize that is also the trap that that destroys you. I mean, you, you know, famously how poachers kill monkeys, right? Like you, you, you put something they want through a board where their hand can fit in. But once they grasp the thing, their fist can't come back out. Once that primate has what it wants, it will not let go. It will sit there until the poacher just comes and gets it. And, you know, we we don't let go of those regrets. We don't let go and move on. And so I, I just think there's that there's that little little voice that has to be there to push us ambitiously into what we want. But then, as you said, you know, just just live your life, sit back, reflect and and understand you you're, you still have time and, and space. Yeah. And I think it stops you. You know, I think it kind of boxes you into like a black and white thinking as well. Like, you know, for an example, you know, my, my mom, um, you know, we have a kid now and there's been a couple of times where she's like, oh, I just, you know, I have so many regrets, you know, when I raised you guys, I was like, don't like you did what you thought was best. Like you can't regret this 30, 40 years from now, you know, when you see your own kids, because I'm a parent because of how you raised me and what I learned and, and, and things like that. And so I kind of just see this where it's like, in, in a sense, and maybe I am putting some words, you know, in her mouth, but she's, you know, maybe almost looking at our parenting style as the right way of parenting where hers was the bad way. And, and it's, it's not the case. And so that is such a running theme. And in, in our podcast is, not having this black and white thinking and just how so many of these things can box us into that without us even realizing it in so many different parts of our lives. And so, yeah, just, you're not letting that vicious circle, that rumination take over because guess what? You can't go back and change it, but guess what? You can change the future by your actions at this point. And, and yes, it might come with future regrets, but I, you know, it's easy again, probably easier said than done sometimes, but you can't live your life afraid of regrets because I think no matter what you do, whether you do nothing or you do something, you're going to have regrets either way. So you might as well do some shit and at least, you know, you can have a pretty cool life. Well, forgiveness, self-compassion is what any good therapist would tell. Cause that, that what you just said about parenting is like universal. That is so universal. So we, we talked about, especially with Reznor and Cash, like the the future and the past, like looking forward and fearing what you may not do and then looking back and regretting what you did or did not. But in the present, I think, is where we can pull in our, our fitness community. And I was just having a conversation with two of my coaches and dear friends, both who have had some injuries where it's like, holy shit, yesterday I could do anything. I could literally physically do anything. And now I have permanent lifelong limitations. And I mean, you see this, like it's just psychologically falling off a cliff and, and the despondency and, and it's, it's almost instant deep depression. And I've been able to have these conversations, which is like, okay, um, 
I've been there. You know, I, I, my, my physical peak was here. Now I'm on the downside. And what you do is realize in the present, I'm still doing what I love. I'm still fighting and enjoying it and loving the things I can. Sometimes it's not with the most reckless abandonment that I had in my 20s or 30s, but I'm still doing it and I'm still doing it well. And it's still part of my life. And even if I had to set something aside, I can look back and say that 10, 20, 30 years, like that was an amazing part of my life. It made me who I am in this season. And so you know, coming back to the present, I think it is critical to not be steeped in regret forever. And you, I mean, okay, this is my experience is those regrets have allowed me to learn more about myself. And I think that is a perfect recipe to, I, I, maybe it is an ignorant or arrogant saying, but I feel like it would be a great backdrop to go, you know what, this gives me now a better chance of making less decision or decisions that are going to lead to less regret, if that makes any sense. Right. So I, you know, I think the more, you know, you are able to kind of learn about yourself, what direction you want to go, you can start to look at those decisions from a bit more of a hopefully objective viewpoint, because you have maybe gone through those regrets. You've gone through those emotional decisions. You kind of then had that time and that opportunity to look back, see how that came about and, you know, it can almost be a bit of a, a signal warning, right? Next time you find yourself in a situation, you look for those red flags, you look for those things that pop up and, you know, do they vibe with you? Do they sit with, you know, who you know you are, at, you know, at that time in, in place? And, and it is honestly the crux of the, the worst parts of social media today, because at the heart of resentment or regrets of, of your own actions or inactions is comparison, right? Like if you weren't comparing it to something else, you would not know what is quote right or wrong. And, and so everything is accelerated. We're seeing everybody's best foot, fake foot forward in social media. And that just piles on even more regret. Well, I'm not doing that. I don't look like that. I don't have that. I don't feel that way every day. And bam, you know, regret gets magnified to the point of all kinds of teen self-harm and depression, anxiety. I mean, I mean, you're, you're seeing those just go through the roof as if they weren't already the highest in the world in, in Western culture, U.S. particularly. Uh, there is no, no off-ramp to this except for you to disengage and pull yourself back into the kind of self-reflection you're describing and say, wait a second, you know, I'm doing this for me. This is my life. What do I want? What makes me happy? Maybe I need to ignore a lot of this and focus on one good thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I remember when I, like when IG, you know, first started taking off, you know, I think I was in university and this is when, you know, fitness was really starting to take off. And I definitely went through that pretty hardcore for a few years on Instagram scrolling, you know, through these just jacked lean guys, right? Like, you know, your models and just like having this, it's just like, fuck, why don't I look like that? And it, it, it did eventually get to the point where like just one day I was doing this and I was like, shit, like I need to just, I need to unfollow this. Like this is, this is not good. And this is when Instagram was just first starting. Like it's not even close to what it is now. So I can't even imagine what it's like now because I keep my following 
you know, quite tight of, of, you know, on my social media, because I know what that can do. And I think I'm in a place in my life where I don't think it, it is much of an issue anymore because I'm a lot more behind the scenes now. And, and yeah, it's definitely not what it looks like. And, and so I think that's a much easier for me, but I can only imagine, you know, what it's like for 16, 17, 18 year olds right now, you know, growing up in this and having to, you know, go through this and try to navigate it. And, you know, for when it was us, it was, man, we just posted about it, like our parties. Like that was essentially what we use social media for. Like, hey, I was partying this weekend. Look at these pictures. And and now, yeah, it's it's become what it's become. And it's become this animal uh, and it's just eating everybody up. And so I think I resonate with that so much, just being able to distance yourself, you know, from that and just not have that bleed into your eyes 24 seven just that alone can help start to change your mindset. Like it's such a simple thing. Like so many people like, Oh, have you heard of this? Nope. No idea. But do not know who they are. I do not care who they are. If they do not contribute in an X amount of way to the industry, I got no use for them. So you, you mentioned a thread, a theme that is often articulated by us in mind muscle connection, which is, you know, black and white thinking, being open-minded. There's another big one. And this is like, if you have watched every single episode of the Mind Muscle Connection, which you, of course, Tyler, been a part of, this would be like the final exam. And I'm going to give it to you. You're, you're going to pass or fail based on this. Awesome. Are you ready? Get ready to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. What is the opposite of regret? Take your time. Yes. I mean, cl- close. G- give me a, a synonym for happiness. I go on Google and still get happiness. Happiness can be kind of fleeting. Like, oh, I'm happy, and then contentment. What contentment? Yes, that's it. You pass. There you go. You, you, there you we go. I needed a little bit of help. You know, call it a B. <laughs> but you know what? Bs get degrees. Phone, phone a friend. You got it. No, I mean happiness was exactly the right genre of, but, of category. But yeah, and we've talked about this a lot because you don't get contentment from what you get. It is a self-generated modality of your mind. You must decide, I am enough. I have enough. I love enough. I am loved enough. Something inside me says, I'm content. And you can, nothing has to change in your life. You can literally look at everything. That's why people do gratitude journaling. You can look at what you have and say, holy fuck, like what a life I have. Instead of looking forward to regret or looking back in regret, it just takes that exercise of self-will. And, you know, I'll give you another quote. I already quoted John Verveke like two or three times today (laughs) in social media posts. It must be that 22 hours. Yes. But he says, this is a great statement. Love is the negation of will. And I would even say that's the same as contentment. Because if I love somebody... I don't have to have my will imposed on them. I can negate my will. Same thing in my life. The content, you know, my life circumstances don't have to be perfect for me to still feel content. I can feel it looking back at the great things, looking forward to the things that I want to do, looking at the present, at what I am grateful for. And I can sit in my current life and lessen those feelings of regret. Yeah, it's, 
It's just like metabolism. It's a continuous thing. It's constantly moving. You're constantly adjusting. You're constantly paying attention. You're, you know, constantly thankful for the food that you do have. It, you know, it's kind of that same idea where, yeah, you're going to have fluctuations in the day to day, but you know, overall you're going to have that contentment, that maintenance uh, of your life. And, you know, it, I mean, we said it before, right. It's, it's being content with the present, but you know, still, working towards you know that future because we are such dynamic creatures that shouldn't and are not meant to be standing still and, and not moving forward with you know whatever brings us that contentment well i am glad you pass exam you can stay as co-host and everybody watching my muscle connection you got homework now you must go to netflix watch song exploder the nine inch nails segment and then watch the johnny cash video singing the same song hurt We'll see you guys next time in the Mind Muscle Connection.